Four teams remain in the hunt to figure out who is going to be the one team that represents the fourth region at the Kentucky State Softball Tournament. And today we narrow that down to two as we find out who will be facing off in the championship game scheduled for tomorrow here at the fourth region softball tournament at WKU. And our matchup here on ESPN Radio 102.7, the Warren East Lady Raiders will face off against Barron County as Warren East looks to make it to a fourth consecutive fourth region title game for three straight years coming into this season. The title clash has been Warren East facing off against South Warren. The Spartans will be in action in the second game of today. They'll be facing off against Logan County. We won't have the broadcast for you for that game. But, again, two reigning teams from the championship game still alive. The two-time reigning champion, Warren East Lady Raiders, still alive. But Barron County up first to try and put a dent in those plans for a fourth straight region championship clash between Warren East and South Warren. You are listening to Warren East Softball, presented by J. Allen Builders, here on ESPN Radio 102.7. I'm Tyler Eaton. Back in our studio is our producer, as always, the wonderful Casey Warner, putting us on the air, keeping us on the air, and trying to make us sound good along the way. This is your pregame show, brought to you by Coca-Cola. Open a Coke or Coke Zero and enjoy the game. Warnies, the runners-up out of the 14th district, now 24-13-1 overall on the season after beating the 16th district champions Cumberland County on Saturday, 13-0 in five innings in the first game of four on Saturday here at the fourth region tournament. Barron County moved to 26-7 overall on the year. The 15th district champions took down 13th district runners-up Russellville 11-1 in six Innings. With that win, Warren East moved to 6-0 in the first round of this fourth region tournament under head coach Philip McKinney. And now if you go back and focus on the first two rounds of this region tournament, nine straight games within the first two rounds, Warren East has not allowed a run to their opponents at the fourth region tournament. Twice that opponent was Barron County in 2017 and 18. These two teams faced off along the way here at the fourth region tournament. The Trojanettes were knocked out by Warren East in 2017. That was a second round matchup. Then the first round in 2018, it was an 11 to nothing game in five innings in 17, then 10 to nothing in five in 2018. But the Trojanettes making it out of the first round for the first time since 2017 when Warren East knocked them out in that second round matchup and they're looking to make it to the championship round for the first time since 2010 when they lost to Allen County Scottsville in the title game. Meanwhile, as I referenced, Warren East looking for their fourth straight trip to the title game. They are champions here at the fourth region tournament in 2018 and 2019. Also won the title in 2015 in the first of those trio of matchups for the title between Warren East and South Warren. The Spartans were the team to advance to the state championship or the state tournament, I should say back in 2017. So taking a look back at Saturday when Warnies punched their ticket to this semifinal matchup with a run rule win over Cumberland County. The bats were excellent for Warnies in that game, 13 runs on 13 hits, but as good as they were, it was Emma Markham that stole the show in her first ever start at the region tournament. It was her second ever appearance here at WKU. Emma gave up just one hit, striking out the other 15 batters that she faced on the day. And now over the course of her two appearances, if you go back to 2019, she pitched two innings in relief in Warney's first round win over Russell County. Emma Markham has recorded 21 outs at the fourth region tournament. All 21 have come by strikeouts. And before the lone hit of the day that she gave up on Saturday, Emma had 16 straight to start her career at the region tournament. 
And as we look back as well for a second straight year, Lucy Patterson racked up three hits in the opening game of the fourth region tournament for Warren East. Also drove home and scored three runs in that win against Cumberland County, against Russell County, again in the first round in 19. She was three for three at the plate, four RBIs and three runs in that 18 to nothing win for Warren East. If you go back to the tournament as a whole in 2019, you can see why Lucy Patterson is prone to have so much success here for Warren East in 19 overall for the tournament. She was seven for 10 at the plate with two doubles and five RBI. Meanwhile, Barron County picked up that 11 to one win over Russellville. They did so by showcasing why they are one of the most balanced teams in the region. They and South Warren, the only two teams in the region, ranked top five in runs scored and runs allowed. Their pitcher, Lily Brody, ranks top 10 in the state and wins with 23, picking up number 23 on Saturday through six innings, gave up just three hits, struck out two, walked two, but only gave up one run in that game. Then with the bats, the star was Lara Simmons, a first team all season, fourth region selection. She went three for four at the plate with three RBI and two runs scored as a team. Barron County, nine hits in that game with seven different Trojanettes racking up at least one hit. Now they struggled at the plate in the one meeting in the regular season between these two teams. That came back on April 19th, played at Warren East. The Lady Raiders picking up a two to nothing victory over the Trojanettes in Mamarkham. Excellent and in the circle, as you would imagine, had eight strikeouts through the first four innings, retired 17 straight to end the game, giving up just one hit on the day. That coming from the aforementioned Lily Brody. Overall, Emma Markham, nine strikeouts, giving up just the one hit in a complete game shutout in 73 pitches in the regular season against Barron County. Warren East have won the last five matchups overall between these two teams, the last Barron County win. Coming back in 2015, all-time head coach Philip McKinney started here at Warren East in 2010. He is 7-5 and five against Barron County, but 5-0 and oh against head coach Daryl Murphy, who took the job at Barron County in 2016. Overall, the fourth region tournament, Coach McKinney now 13-2. and two. The Lady Raiders have won seven straight games as you're reigning back-to-back -back champs here at WKU, and the run to a third straight title continues as here in the first semifinal of the day, the Warren East Lady Raiders take on the 15th district champion, Barron County Trojanettes. The national anthem is on the way. We'll step away when we come back, starting lineups and first pitch right after this. You're listening to fourth region tournament softball presented by J. Allen Builders on ESPN Radio 102.7 and on the ESPN 1027 app. Back with you at Western Kentucky University at the bottom of the hill at the beautiful WKU softball complex. The stands nearly packed. Got some spectators over in parking structure three as well, overlooking the left field wall ahead of the semifinal matchup at the fourth region softball tournament between your Warren East Lady Raiders and the Barron County Trojanettes. Warren East, the home team on the scoreboard today and the home dugout as well over on the third baseline, Barron County. They'll be up first with the bats as we took a, take a look at your starting lineups brought to you by Sailors Golf Carts. Barron County 26-7 this year under fifth season, sixth year. Head coach Daryl Murphy, who picked up win number 116 for his career here at Barron County on Saturday in the first round matchup for the Trojanettes against Russellville. At shortstop leading things off will be freshman Katie Murphy. Hitting second, playing second in the field, senior Lara Simmons in the three, three spot, the pitcher, junior Lily Brody hitting cleanup at first base, sophomore Alyssa Curtis, the catcher, a junior, 
Cora Bogue. Batting sixth in center field, junior Allie Anderson. Batting seventh at third base is sophomore Mary Schock. Batting eighth, the DP, and senior Eva Bogue. In left field, a junior batting ninth, Kenley Sintel. Not hitting in right field. Also the flex today for Barron County, a junior, Caitlin Decker. In the field, four-year Warren East Lady Raiders, Autumn Simmons getting the start at first. Lydia Jones at second. Addison Lee at the hot corner at third. Haley Brazel at short. Outfield from left to right, Emma Young, Lucy Patterson, Madison Heimer. The catcher is Harley Stringfield. And the pitcher, junior number three, Emma Markham, making her 30th appearance of the season, 28th start, 21-8 up to this point, a 1.26 ERA. Both of those ranked top 15 in the state, 326 strikeouts on the season coming into today. That is second in the state of Kentucky. First pitch from Markham to Murphy misses high for ball one. Markham five innings, gave up just one hit, striking out 15. As she started with 10 straight strikeouts Saturday in the first round win for Warren East over Cumberland County. Drops a change up in on the second pitch, hangs up just a bit high. And is a called ball two. We've seen that change up more and more from Markham as the season has gone on. Rarely you'll see a batter take a swing at it. Just such a change of pace from her normal velocity with the curve and rise. As this time she brings that curve ball in, starts it inside, breaks across the plate. And the count is 2-1 to the freshman Murphy. Murphy, an honorable mention all-season selection in the fourth region as the 2-1 breaks again inside to across the plate, but it dropped low, and the count runs up to 3-1. Murphy, a 426 hitter on the season, seven doubles, eight triples. That's in the top ten in the state. As the 3-1 is fouled back over the screen, goes over the Barron County contingent on the right side, and the count runs full to Murphy. Katie, one of six players that played in the 2019 region tournament for Barron County, only got one game in. They lost in the opening round in an upset to Franklin Simpson. Murphy at that time was just a seventh grader. Payoff on its way from Markham. Foul almost to the exact same spot. And the count remains full to Murphy. Warnies, meanwhile, returned four players overall from their 2019 Region 4 Tournament Championship run, albeit two of those only played in the first game. Lucy Patterson and Emma Young appeared in all three. Payoff again from Markham. Chopped left side. Fielded at third. Addison Lee makes the throw in time. And Murphy is retired. So one down, base is empty. As Lara Simmons steps in for Barron County. Another name on the all-season teams in the fourth region. The lone first-team selection for Barron County. On the other side, Lucy Patterson, the only first-teamer for Warren East out in center field today, as she has been all year. First pitch from Markham, curve, catches the outside corner to the right-handed hitting Simmons for strike one. Simmons had a great day Saturday in the region opener against Russellville, three for four at the plate, three RBI, scored two runs as well, stole a base two. This time looks at that changeup all the way, can't pull the trigger right across the plate for strike two. No balls, two strikes for Markham, who with that ground out saw a streak of 21 straight outs by strikeout at the region tournament come to an end. But 
There's strikeout number 22 as Simmons chases the rise. Quickly, we have two away here in the top of the first. So 22 for 23 outs for Emma Markham here at the tournament by strikeout. And she's now retired 23 of the 24 batters she's faced. But the lone batter to reach for Barron County in the regular season matchup between these two teams back on April 19th stands in. And Lily Brody had the only hit of the ball game for Barron County. Looks off the first pitch inside for ball one. Two to nothing, Warren East won that game on April 19th. It was the only game this season that Barron County has lost when giving up three or less runs as the 1-0 was fouled back for strike one. After Saturday, 25-1 and when allowing three or less and also moved to 21-1 and when scoring 10 or more. This pitch fouled off again, goes straight down off the plate. One ball, two strikes. Now the count. One ball, two strikes. Markham looking to end the inning. Wines, deals the one, two, up high. Good eye that time from Brody, and the count is evened up at two apiece. On deck is Alyssa Curtis, sophomore first baseman. If Brody can reach, has been known more so for what she's done in the circle this season, but a 359 hitter at the plate as well. 2-2 from Markham. Inside, caught off the inside part of the plate. A blooper that just leaks into shallow left field. Brazel and Lee from short and third can't catch up. And Brody, just as she did back in April, has the first hit of the ball game for Barron County. We will get a courtesy runner as well. Addison Smith comes in to run at first for the Trojanettes. So Brody reaches on the single to shallow left as Markham gives up the first hit of her career here at the fourth region tournament. Aaron County has their first base runner for Alyssa Curtis. Best power bat in this lineup. Nine of their 33 home runs on the year. That's top 15 in the state. Also leads the team with 37 RBI. Looks at the first pitch on the inside part of the plate for strike one. Curtis one for three Saturday. Didn't drive home any runs, but scored a run. Also drew a walk. Has an 0-1 count here. Markham deals. Hit right side in foul territory. Diving effort from Autumn Simmons from first. Can't reel it in but a good effort from the freshman. Takes a moment to get up, but she's fine. And more importantly, the count now 0-2 to Curtis. If she can reach Cora Bogue on deck. Two outs for Barron County. Runner at first is Addison Smith running for Lily Brody here on the top of the first inning. WKU at the fourth region softball tournament. Region Baseball Tournament taking place over at the Nick, a bit higher up on the hill. Just beside the Houch, the football stadium for the Hilltoppers. 0-2 on its way. Inside corner, looked at for strike three. 
Markham hangs up a backwards K to end the inning. Striking out two, did give up a single to Brody, but Smith running for her stranded at first, and as we head into the home half, the first we're scoreless here at WKU. You're listening to Warney Softball, presented by J. Allen Builders, on ESPN Radio 102.7 and on the ESPN 102.7 app. Back with you from the WKU Softball Complex, home half of the first Barron County goes scoreless in the top. And Warney's up with the bats for the first time here today. Lucy Patterson, the senior center fielder, will lead things off. Haley Brazel, Madi Forrester to follow her. Emma Young will bat fourth. Addison Lee, the third baseman, batting fifth. Madison Heimer in right batting sixth. Lydia Jones, the second baseman in the seventh spot. The pitcher Markham will bat eighth. Harley Stringfield, the catcher, in the nine hole today. And the flex at first base is Autumn Simmons. First pitch, Patterson finds herself in an 0-1 hole in the field for Barron County. At first base, Alyssa Curtis. Second, Lara Simmons. Third baseman, Mary Shaw. Katie Murphy, the freshman, is at shortstop. As the 0-1 is fouled back for strike two. Left field, or excuse me, outfield from left to right. Kinley Sintel, Allie Anderson, and Caitlin Decker. For the Trojanettes, Corbogue, the catcher. And in the circle is Lily Brody, making her 31st appearance. For Barron County, 30th start, 23-6 and six on the season. Those 23 wins, ranking ninth in Kentucky as the 0-2 is fouled straight back by Patterson. 2.04 ERA, 169 strikeouts to just 37 walks on the year. Only had two of those strikeouts against Russellville on Saturday, but Walt 2 only gave up a run in six innings of work. 0-2 to Patterson. Misses low, might have been a tad inside as well. One ball, two strikes to the senior center fielder. Patterson, best average hitter on this morning's roster, 477 on the year with 14 doubles. As the 1-2 comes in and catches her right on the hands. I believe they'll say it was off the bottom part of the bat. Lucy for a second looked hurt, but I think was more so stunned by what had happened to see she and Coach McKinney share a laugh about it now. Those two have an absolutely incredible relationship with everything they've been through together, all the wins they've gathered over the years, including here at WKU, as the one-two is in the dirt for ball two. Coach McKinney looking for win number 14 at the region tournament in his time at Warren East. Only two losses in 15 games so far. 2-2 two -two to Patterson, grounded left side. Schalk has it at third, throw to first just in time. Patterson couldn't beat it out, and she grounds out to start the inning. So Haley Brazel will step up. Now for Warren East. Freshman has been the starter at shortstop all season long. For the Lady Raiders. Two at bat Saturday. And an RBI single. Or excuse me, two RBI single. As the first pitch misses outside for ball one. Warnies winning 13 to nothing in five innings against Cumberland County on Saturday. As the 1-0 is lined right back up the middle by Brazel. And she's got hit number one for Warren East. A one-out single here in the bottom of the first. Hit number 48 on the season for Brazel. Ties Emma Young for second in this Warren East lineup. Young standing on deck now as young Maudie Forrester, another freshman, stands in for the Lady Raiders. Five of the team's nine home runs have been hit by Forrester. She looks at the first pitch 
for ball one, has really come on strong here in the second half of the season, bumped her average up nearly 200 points at 313 now, was down in the 100s early on this season, having a lot of issues with strikeouts and just her vision at the plate overall, but has improved so much in that regard as she looks at a pitch outside for ball two. 14 strikeouts, but now has drawn six walks. 2-0, grounded straight down off the back foot. Lottie walks it off, and the count is now two balls, one strike. Forster was one of the two that I mentioned for Warren East, appeared only in the first round game in 2019. She and Emma Markham both played in that game. Lottie Forster, just a seventh grader then for the Lady Raiders. As the 2-1 is popped straight back over the screen, over our press box as well, and foul. And the count is evened up at two apiece. Young on deck. Brazel stands at first with one away here in the bottom of the first. We're scoreless at WKU. 2-2. Lace to left. Going back in left field as Sintelitz off the wall. It rolls nearly halfway back through the outfield. Rounding third and scoring is Brazel. Monty Forrester has an RBI double. And Warren East leads it one to nothing here in the first inning. Shades of Kendall Smith at the plate with the pure velocity of that ball off the bat. Again, hit the wall so hard it nearly made its way back halfway through the outfield to the infield as the first pitch to Emma Young is outside for ball one. Forrester has played so well as of late now, 26 RBIs on the year, and she's done it on just 21 hits. Speaking of RBIs, Young standing at the plate leads Warren East in that category as she hits one softly down the first baseline. Curtis able to field it off a scoop in the air. Throw to second, not in time as Forrester is able to get back. But after the pop out, we now have two away. Young, as I was about to reference, 31 RBI, the top mark on this Warren East roster as Addison Lee Stands in, 351 hitter on the year. First pitch again outside from Brody. Addison hasn't been in the lineup as a hitter all year. Has been a fixture in the field as the 1-0 is looped into right and down. Rounding third is Forrester. Throw to the plate is off. Monty slides in safely, and the lead is doubled. It's now 2-0 Warnies off the RBI single from Addison Lee. So try this for size. Monty Forrester, a freshman, drives in the first run, and Addison Lee, an eighth grader, drives in the second. And all of a sudden, Warren East has already matched their run total from the regular season matchup between these two teams. It's two to nothing, with two away here in the bottom of the first. Madison Heimer stands in now, tries to drop a bunt on the first pitch. Missed over the ball. The count, no balls, one strike from Brody. Heimer had a great day on Saturday. Three for three at the plate against Cumberland County. Scored a couple of runs, drove one home as well as she fouls off the 0-1 for strike two. Brody got the start. 
back on April 19th at Warren East. Only gave up two runs, but on eight hits. Warren East already with three here in the first inning, and they've matched that run total. 0-2 to Heimer outside. One ball, two strikes. To another freshman in this lineup, seven on this Warren East roster. Three eighth graders as well. As Brody winds to deal the one-two foul near the Warren East dugout down the third baseline. As Coach McKinney walks up to talk to Heimer once she gets back in the batter's box. McKinney in his 11th season, 12th year as head coach at Warren East. 260 career wins as head coach of the Lady Raiders. Three district titles, three region titles. Has led Warren East. The three consecutive fourth region championship games. Looking to make it four here today as the one-two is fouled off over the East dugout. And the count remains one ball, two strikes to Heimer. If Madison can reach, Lydia Jones, eighth grade second baseman on deck. Still standing at first is Addison Lee. And the RBI single to drive home the second run of the inning. Here comes the one-two. Chopped. Left side, great jumping catch by the third baseman, Shock, but couldn't get to the ground in time to set to make a hard throw. Floated it a bit more than she would have liked to. Heimer beats it out, and Warren East has runners on first and second with two away for the aforementioned Jones. Jones has been in and out of the lineup at second base to swap spots in the field with Shelby White. 283 hitter on the year, got the start on Saturday, one for three at the plate. Scored a couple of runs, came in to run as a courtesy runner once as the first pitch is fouled straight down for strike one. Emma Markham, the pitcher for Warren East on deck. Lady Raiders leading it two to nothing. Here in the bottom of the first inning over Barron County at the fourth region softball tournament. Four hits already for Warren East. 0-1 popped up. As it drops in foul territory, the catcher, Cora Bogue, started to run at it. Then she thought Mary Schalk coming in from third was going to nab it. For reference, this ball maybe 20 feet from home plate in foul territory was heading towards the on-deck circle. Schalk thought Bogue was going to get it. Bogue thought Schalk was going to get it, and it dropped foul. But the count now 0-2 to Jones. Pitch on its way in the dirt off the plate. One ball, two strikes from Brody. Quickly working, one, two, goes outside, caught off the end of the bat, hit to second, throw to first, not in time. Jones barely got a piece of that ball, but it went to her advantage as it rolled so slowly to Simmons at second. And keep in mind, the field, especially the infield, still a little bit wet here at WKU. By the time Simmons got it, the throw was not in time. And Warren East has loaded the bases with two away for Emma Markham. Markham, just like Brody, known much more for her accolades in the circle this year, but has seen plenty of trips up at the plate as she looks at the first pitch for strike one. It's her 54th at bat of the year, only nine hits, just a 170 hitter, but has shown some pop. That's why Coach McKinney trusts her in this spot. Hitting eighth today. Owen comes inside. Hit her on the front foot. 
And Markham brings home a run on the hit by pitch. Addison Lee comes across. Heimer to third, Jones to second. Markham trots to first. And Warren East extends their lead to three to nothing. Cam Deal will come in to run at first. The seventh grader that we saw make her debut in the first game at the district tournament, the 2-3 matchup against Greenwood, a 3-1 win for the Lady Raiders. Deal scoring one of those runs. She might be the fastest player on this roster as just a seventh grader. And she stands at first. At second is Jones. At third is Heimer for Harley Stringfield. Senior catcher at the bottom of the order. Swings and misses at the first pitch for strike one. In her first year as a slapper, She's got an 0-1 count now. Pitch on its way, outside. The count's evened up at one apiece. Stringfield, 317 hitter on the year, 15 RBI. 1-1, squared to bunt, pulled it back. Pitch misses away, and the count is two balls and one strike. Stringfield, one of... Four Warney seniors, Lucy Patterson, another on deck at the top of the order. As the 2-1 is hit into center field softly, charging in with a diving effort is Anderson to no avail. It drops. One run will score. Make it two. Five to nothing. Warney sliding into second is Harley Stringfield. Wow. I don't know if anybody expected this, or at least in this fashion, as Riley Jones will come in to run for Stringfield at second. She drives home two as Lucy Patterson steps back up for the second time this inning. Second team all season selection, Lily Brody in the circle for Barron County, and Warren East has managed to hit around in the first inning to the tune of a five to nothing lead. First pitch off the plate to the slapper Patterson for ball one. Lucy grounded out to start the inning, which makes this even more spectacular for Warren East. As she looks off the 1-0 again away for ball two. Haley Brazel then singled, she would score on a double from Monty Forrester after a pop-out from Emma Young was singled home by Addison Lee, and since then, five straight Lady Raiders have found a way to reach. Patterson hits this one right back up the middle to Brody, fields it, makes the throw to first, and with a frustrated trot back to the dugout, Barron County finally brings this inning to an end, but not before Warren East tacks on six hits, five runs in the home half of the first. As we head into the second, it's all Lady Raiders here at WKU. They lead it. Five to nothing at the fourth region softball tournament presented by Jay Allen Builders on ESPN Radio 102.7 and on the ESPN 1027 app. As we get set to get the second inning underway, Bowling Green Daily News sports reporter Michael Compton came up to me between innings and said, do you realize that Lucy Patterson had two of the three outs for Warren East with the bats in the bottom of the first? And I said, well, yeah. 
it makes what they did even that much more special as Warnies tacks on five runs in the bottom of the first here in the semifinals of the fourth region softball tournament first game of the day and the Lady Raiders lead it five to nothing as we get the second underway and Emma Markham starts it in style with a looping changeup that's in for a called strike one to Cora Bogue. Markham gave up one hit struck out two in the first inning Lily Brody with a two out single for the Trojanettes so far this season Barron County has two hits against Warren East both have been by Brody one misses one ball one strike the count now to the catcher Bogue. 337 hitter on the year does lead Barron County in strikeouts at the plate with 18, although now tied at the top of that list with Alyssa Curtis, who had K number 18 to end the first inning, as the 1-1 misses for ball two. Allie Anderson, Mary Schalk do up next for the Trojanettes as the 2-1 popped up into right field. Heimer drifts into foul territory and has it. A pop out to start the inning. As Anderson steps up to the plate, Junior in center field today for Barron County, taking a look back at the Trojanettes' trip here to the fourth region tournament. I should say their journey to make it to WKU. They beat Glasgow to punch their ticket here in the opening round of the 15th district tournament, 15 to nothing in four innings, then beat Allen County Scottsville 11 to six in the title game. First pitch misses low for ball one from Markham to Anderson. Lady Patriots falling in a heartbreaker in extras Saturday to Logan County in their opening round matchup here at the fourth region tournament. And the reward for the Lady Cougars, a matchup with the top-ranked team in the state by the RPI and the coaches South Warren in the second game here today. 1-0 missed up from Markham. Two balls, no strikes. The count now to Anderson. 360 hitter on the season. Barron County is a team coming into today, 364. This ball hit well into right center. Lucy Patterson giving chase. Can't bring it down in the air. It goes all the way back to the wall, but it's fielded so well by Patterson that on a ball that bounces off the right center field wall, Anderson only gets a single. As Lucy made chase, gunned it back into the infield. It is the second hit of the day for Barron County. Anderson holds it first with one away as Mary Schalk, sophomore third baseman, will stand in. Schalk, another power bat in this lineup, six home runs on the year, had two of them, and one of the two regular season wins for Barron County over Russellville before they knocked the Lady Panthers out of the region tournament Saturday. Barron County making their fourth straight trip to the region tournament before that had not been since 2011. Warneast also making their fourth straight trip. The last three have resulted in trips to the title game. Bueno swung on a miss. One ball, one strike. Now the count. Under Coach McKinney, this is their sixth appearance. Made their region debut in 2010 under Philip McKinney. And in the second game in the region tournament, Warneast fell to none other than Barron County in nine innings. Five to four was the score in that game as the 1-1 is fouled back for strike two by Shonk. Talked to coach about that game earlier today and 
He remembered it vividly, immediately brought up the final score, how many innings it went, told me that he remembered the team was in the exact same dugout they're in today. And I asked him, I said, well, is that a bad omen? Do you wish you were in a different one? He said, no, we've won plenty of games here before. We've won plenty of games here since. It'll be just fine. Pitch is hit into foul territory. Addison Lee goes to grab it in front of that Warren East bench down the third baseline. And with now two away, still standing at first, Anderson. Eva Bogue, the DP, will step in for Barron County. Just like Warnie's four seniors on the Trojanette roster, a junior and sophomore heavy team, six apiece in those classes. So a lot coming back for this Barron County team as the first pitch is looked at on the outside corner for strike one. 26 wins this season, went over 30 in 2019. Before that upset loss against Franklin Simpson in the first round here at WKU. A one hit back up the middle. It's through into center field. A two-out single for Bogue. Moves Anderson into scoring position at second. Barron County with three hits today, which is nothing to scoff at after Markham had not given up a hit in 21 Batter's face, or excuse me, had only given up one hit in 22 batter's face here at the region tournament coming into this game. And at the bottom of the order, as Barron County did on Saturday, will immediately get a pinch hitter. Hitting in the spot of Kinley Sintel will be Ashley Hammer. The first time through the order, on Saturday, Hammer hit in the spot of Sintel and the rest of the way, Sintel was back in that nine spot. Also played out and left all game. First pitch, a call and strike one from Markham. Hammer drew a walk. And that win on Saturday against Russellville. 0-1 on its way from Markham. Hit well, but it's going well foul down the right side. No balls, two strikes, the count to Hammer. If she can reach, Katie Murphy at the top of the order is on deck. Two on, two outs here in the top of the second. And no two count to Hammer. As Barron County trails it five to nothing to Warren East. Markham winds, deals the 0-2, fouled off into the screen. Emma struck out two in the first, up to 328. Now on the season, became the first ever Warren East player to record 300 in the regular season. Had exactly 300 heading into postseason play. As the 0-2 off the inside of the bat popped up, stays in the infield. Lee under it and corrals it. Markham strands two, Barron County. A couple of hits here in the top of the second, but nothing doing. As we head into the home half, Warren East leading it 5 to nothing here in this semifinal matchup of the fourth region softball tournament presented by J. Allen Builders on ESPN Radio 102.7 and on the ESPN 1027 app. Back with you from WKU as we get the bottom half of the second started. Warney leading at 5 to nothing up with a second time with the bats today. Scored five runs on six hits in the first inning. Batted through the order and now as we start this second inning it'll go 2-3-4. To get things started, Haley Brazel, the shortstop, will lead things off. Monty Forrester and Emma Young 
do up next. Two balls to start the inning, 2-0 count. Four young Lily Brody still in there in the circle for Barron County. Second team all season selection in the fourth region. Has struggled to start, and has struggled to start this at bat. Three straight balls, this one misses outside. And the count is 3-0 to the freshman Brazel. Had an RBI single, or excuse me, had a single and then would score on an RBI double from Forrester who stands on deck to start the scoring for Warren East in that first inning as she looks at a pitch across the plate for strike one from Brody. He one swung on and missed. And the count runs full to Brazel. Do you want to go back to a stat I mentioned earlier, although not too much relevance now. Do you want to correct it in case you'd notice? I don't know. Barron County, I said it moved to 21-1 on the season when scoring 10-plus Saturday as the payoff is lined in the center field, corralled in the air by Anderson for the first out of the inning. Barron County moved to 21-1 when scoring five or more runs on the season. They've scored 10-plus 14 times. They're 14-0 when doing so. So if you had noticed that mistake, there's the correction for you. If not, well, just like me, you learn something new every day or perhaps every inning. As Monty Forrester steps in, nobody on one away. First pitch, a changeup that's in for strike one from Brody. Monty had that RBI double in the first inning, would also score a runner self. The 0-1, soft ground ball right side of the infield. Simmons comes in to get it off a weird hop. It bounced hard to the right, but was still playable, and Simmons able to make the play. And we have quickly two down. So Brody, it seems, beginning to settle in here in this second inning. As Emma Young, one of just two players to record an out in the first inning. Lucy Patterson grounded out twice, surprisingly enough. As Young looks at the first pitch in the dirt for ball one. She popped out to first base in the first inning. Emma 466 average on the season coming into today. That's second on the team behind Patterson. On Saturday was one for three at the plate. Couple of RBIs. Scored a run as well. 1-0 check swing but made contact. Again it's grounded to second. And again Simmons makes the play. So after tacking on five in the first, Warren East goes three up, three down. In the second through two complete, they lead it. Five to nothing over Barron County. You're listening to Warren East Softball presented by J. Allen Builders on ESPN Radio 102.7 and on the ESPN 1027 app. Pace quickened up a bit in that second inning as we head to the third. Warren East leads it five to nothing over Barron County here at WKU. Beautiful evening for softball after the game's for the semifinals of this fourth region softball tournament were scheduled to be played yesterday. Rain had different plans, but a beautiful evening here on Monday. More fans have packed in to parking structure three overlooking left field here at the WKU softball complex. Great turnout from both sides here in the stands as we get the third inning underway. Top of the order up for Barron County and Katie Murphy grounded out in the first inning. Looks at the first pitch low from Emma Markham. For ball one, Marion County three hits today. Had a couple in the second, but stranded runners on first and second. Got a single from Lily Brody in the first inning as well. 1-0, popped up. Believe it'll stay in the infield under it at second. Is eighth grader Lydia Jones, she has it. 
Both leadoff hitters now 0 for 2 on the day. Lucy Patterson grounded out twice for Warren East. Murphy now with a ground out and a pop-up. As Lara Simmons will step in, the first of two strikeouts today for Emma Markham coming back in the first inning. First pitch of this about fouled back for strike one. It's a Barron County team that was a regular at the fourth region tournament in the mid to late 2000s, made the tournament every year from 2004 to 2011. As the count is 1-1 now to Simmons, making their fourth straight appearance. Hadn't been since 2011 before that, as I mentioned earlier. Lost to ACS in the title game in their last trip to the championship round in 2010. Before that, their last trip to the title game came in 2004, and, well, conveniently enough, lost to Allen County, Scottsville. That time around as well. Two balls, one strike, the count to Simmons. Markham Wines deals the 2-1. Prize ball swung under for strike two. A District 14 team has won the last eight region titles. Allen County, Scottsville was the last to win from outside the 14th district. That was in 2011. Warren East have won the last two. 2-2, two, two, grounded right side, gets a lot of spin, hangs up just about halfway from home plate to first. Tough play for Warren East, and able to reach on the infield single is Simmons. It looked like Jones might have a routine play at second, but that ball hit, and there's still a divot in the ground about 25 feet from home plate. That ball hit, spun hard to the right, and just stuck. Simmons was able to reach safely. Fourth hit of the day for Barron County. They've yet to be able to capitalize. This is Lily Brody, who had the first of those four, steps in now. First pitch, nice, off speed. Has a bit of break on it as well. Looked at for strike one. Continuing to look at what this 14th district has done at the fourth region tournament. In case not too familiar with the district scene, Warren East, Warren Central, Bowling Green, South Warren, and Greenwood make up the 14th district. As the 0-1 grounded to short. Brazel has it in the air. Throw to first, and the side is retired. Double play all by herself. Brazel caught it just a couple of inches off the turf. Makes the throw to first, and the side is retired as Simmons couldn't get back. So we'll resume the 14th District storytelling in just a moment as we head into the bottom of the third. Warnie's leading it 5 to nothing over Barron County here at the 4th Region Softball Tournament presented by Jay Allen Builders on ESPN Radio 102.7 and on the ESPN 102.7 app. 5-6-7 will start the inning in the lineup for Warren East here on the bottom of the third. Lady Raiders leading it 5 to nothing over Barron County here at the 4th Region Softball Tournament. First of two semifinal matchups today at WKU. 0-1, line to the left side, so quickly Lee finds herself down. No balls, two strikes. Addison, an RBI single in a five-run first inning for Warren East. All six of their hits coming in that opening frame. Went three up, three down in the second as Lily Brody in the circle began to find her rhythm. 0-2, grounded by Lee to second. 
It's going to be a third straight ground out to second for the Lady Raiders as again Simmons will make the play. And we've got one away. Madison Heimer up next, singled and scored in that first inning. So back to what we were discussing near the end of that third inning. The 14th district has seen eight straight region title winners dating back to 2012. First pitch to Heimer, grounded left side. Now two away in the inning. Conveniently enough, three of the last four years, it's been a 14th district runner-up that has gone on to win the region. The lone exception to that was Warren East in 2018. And the Lady Raiders won it in 19 after falling to South Warren in the district title game. The last three region title games have been Warren East, South Warren. East winning in 18 and 19. South Warren in 17 is the first pitch to Lydia Jones. Up now for Warren East is swung on and missed for strike one. The last five title games here at the region tournament have been all District 14. 0-1, popped up, left side, coming in to field it on the scoop is Kinley Sintel, and the side is retired. Warren East again goes down 1-2-3, this time quicker than the second inning, but through three complete. Warren East leads it 5 to nothing, and I know Coach McKinney happy with the aggressiveness of the bats as he displays a swing to Jones on her way to the dugout. We played three complete. Warren East leads it five to nothing over Barron County here at the fourth region softball tournament presented by J. Allen Builders on ESPN Radio 102.7 and on the ESPN 1027 app. We've played three here at the WKU softball complex, the bottom of the hill here at Western Kentucky University as we enter the fourth inning. Warren East leads it over Barron County five to nothing in the semifinals of the fourth region softball tournament. Quick scoreboard update for you from the baseball side of things. Games being played over at the Knicks semifinals of the fourth region baseball tournament. Bowling Green leading Glasgow 8-1. After five innings, all the opening round games of the baseball tournament will play, were played at the sites of the district winners. As Alyssa Curtis steps in to start the top of the fourth for Barron County, there's that changeup from Markham. It's looked at for strike one. Curtis struck out to end the first inning looking... Markham's two strikeouts both came in the first inning. He's given up four hits today, but got a double play to end the third as the 0-1 is swung on and missed for strike two by Curtis. Later today, here at the softball tournament, South Warren will be taking on Logan County. If the Spartans beat Clinton County 15-0 in four innings on Saturday, Logan County beat ACS 4-3 in nine innings. Markham goes rise ball with the 0-2. It misses high for ball one. Logan County seeking their first trip to the title game of the 2000s. Meanwhile, South Warren. If Warren East were to win today, looking to make it four straight in that rivalry in terms of fourth region championship matchups. As the pitch is fouled off hard out of play down the right side. And the count... One ball, two strikes to Curtis. Cora Bogue, Ali Anderson do up next for Barron County. Trojanettes looking for their first trip of the title game since 2010. Markham goes rise with the 1-2. Curtis gives chase, and she's got strikeout number three of the day and out number one of this fourth inning. Cora Bogue steps in now, flew out in foul territory to right. 
her first trip up to start the second inning. Has nobody on. One away here in the top of the fourth. First pitch for Markham. Change up again. Looked at all the way. Right across the plate for strike one. That pitch has been so effective over the course of the season, and she's used it more and more as the season has gone on. Really didn't see it much in the first maybe 10 or so games. As the 0-1 is looped into left and down. Pogue has a one-out single. Pitch, I think, was a bit lower than Markham wanted it. Pogue was able to catch a piece, hit number five of the day for Barron County. They've had at least one in every inning. And now with one on and one away, Allie Anderson will stand in for the Trojanettes. You have a courtesy runner at first, and Mia Long. So she takes Bogue's spot. Bogue now one for two today. Five hits for Barron County. All have come from different players. Allie Anderson had one of them in the second. Was one of two Trojanettes stranded in that second inning. Chases a rise ball in the first pitch for strike one. Anderson a 360 hitter. On the season, 35 RBI coming into today. That's time for second. On this Barron County roster, Alyssa Curtis leads the way with 37. Lara Simmons also has 35. Oh, one from Markham popped up. High in the sky, left side. Brazel goes into shallow left. Had trouble for a moment, but tracked it down. And we have two away. Had a little scary there for a moment when a player... Kind of starts to zigzag on their way out towards the ball. You get a little worried, but Brazel settled in at the last moment. Was able to make the play. And with two away, Mary Schalk will step in. Flew out to Addison Lee over at third in the second inning. Mia Long still stands at first. First pitch in for a called strike one from Markham. Mentioned her performance in the regular season matchup between these two teams, Markham went the distance, seven innings, struck out nine in a one-hit shutout, and she did it on only 73 pitches. As the 0-1 is swung on a miss for strike two. To put that into reference, on Saturday when Markham only had to throw five innings against Cumberland County, it took her 64 pitches, and that included an immaculate third inning. As the 0-2 is popped up, shallow left again. Could be trouble. Diving effort from Young. It pops out of the glove at the last second. Throw to second. Gets away from Jones. Being waved home is long. Throw is on its way from Simmons. And there would have been a rundown situation. Stringfield got it at home. Guns it into left field. Everyone scores. And it's a 5-2 ball game. Long comes home to score. Schalk scores as well. On a ball she hit into shallow left. Two errors aside. But the big one, the error on the throw from Stringfield. And all of a sudden, Barron County has life. Five to two. 
Long and Schalk come across to score. First pitch swung on and missed by Eva Bogue. Simmons made a great throw home to hold up Long, and she would have been stuck in a rundown between home and third, but then Stringfield threw it way over the head and left of the third baseman Lee. It went all the way back to the wall in left field. 0-1 popped foul, goes out of play for strike two. was ruled a single for Schalk as it would have been a tough play for Young to make. It was a good diving effort. But then the ball was thrown away, trying to throw it to second as the 0-2 is popped back for strike one. And that's what allowed... Long to have a chance to score, but then Simmons was able to chase it down, threw it home. But then Stringfield committed the second error of the play. 0-2 hit right back up the middle, goes off the glove of Markham. Just barely dribbles into the center field grass. Bogue reaches on a single three hits this inning for Barron County. As Bogue reaches, and the Trojanette cheering section has come to life. Over on the right side, they've cut the lead to three, and they've got more hits today than Warren East. That hit number seven. Now they have all been singles. As the first pitch to Bogue, or excuse me, Sintel is in for a called strike one. Eva Bogue with that single becoming the first Trojanette with two hits today. Seven from six different players. 0-1, swung on and missed. And Markham has worked to an 0-2 count. Sentel did not hit the first time through. Ashley Hammer hit in her place. Popped out to third to end the second inning. 0-2 for Markham, check swing on a rise ball. No swing called. Emma looking for strikeout number four of the day would be number 330 for the season. As a 1-2 count, winds, deals, rise ball this time. Sintel gives chase, and the side is retired, but not before Barron County plates their first two on a couple of errors on a bang-bang play. They're on the board, but Warren East holding on to the lead. They lead by three, five to two, as we head into the bottom of the fourth. You're listening to Warney Softball at the Fourth Region Softball Tournament presented by J. Allen Builders on ESPN Radio 102.7 and on the ESPN 1027 app. After Barron County scored their first two in the top of the fourth, Warren East with a chance to respond here in the bottom half of the inning. They lead it 5-2 and Markham, the pitcher, leading things off and quickly finds herself in an 0-2 hole. Was unsure on the swing on the 0-1 and it's a great pitch from Lily Brody off speed that Markham was way ahead of. Brody gave up five in the first inning. And has been on fire since and has a strikeout here, her first of the day. Markham another unsure swing. Leave it was in regardless for Brody at strikeout number 170 on the season. And out number one of this bottom of the fourth is Harley Stringfield steps in for Warney. Stringfield. One of six hits for the Lady Raiders, all of them coming in a five-run first inning. 
and including the final out of that inning, a ground out from Lucy Patterson. Brody has retired eight straight, and you can make it nine as Stringfield grounds to short. Murphy's throw is there, and they're quickly two down here in the fourth. Warneast has not been shy with the bats. They've been swinging at first and second pitches. The problem is they've turned into one or two swing ground outs and pop outs. They've been making contact as, again, that strikeout by Markham was the first of the day with the bats for the Lady Raiders as Lucy Patterson, who is 0 for 2 with a couple of ground outs. Rounds one foul down the third baseline for strike one. Winner of this game advancing the championship matchup scheduled for tomorrow. That is weather pending, of course. As the 0-1 side of the infield up with it is Simmons at second. And quickly once more, Warren East, three up, three down. All of a sudden, the momentum has swung in the favor of the 15th district champions. Barron County only down by three, five to two as we head into the top of the fifth. You're listening to Warney Softball presented by JLM Builders on ESPN Radio 102.7 and on the ESPN 102.7 app. Top of the fifth here at WKU, the site of the fourth region softball tournament. Semi-final matchup between Warren East and Barron County. The Lady Raiders of Warren East leading it 5-2. to two. But the Momentum has swung in the favor of Barron County. They score their first two runs in the fourth inning, granted both Unearned, they score those two runs off of two Warren East errors in one play. And those two runs, the first allowed by Warren East in the first two rounds of the fourth region tournament. If you go back over their last five trips here to the fourth region tournament, the last four times, so eight games across the first two rounds, didn't give up a single run, didn't give up a run in their opening round matchup this year on Saturday against Cumberland County. So that streak comes to an end at nine games. As Markham deals low, count is 2-0 to start the inning to Katie Murphy. Just like Barron County did in the third, they start things off with the top of the order. Now they went 1-2-3 in the third inning. Murphy is 0-2 today. The Warnies did get a double play to end that inning. As Lara Simmons on deck was able to reach on a single. 2-0 hangs up high, a bit away from Markham. Three balls, no strikes to count. Lily Brody due up third this inning, lined out to short, and then Haley Brazel threw it over to first. Simmons was already halfway to second. That double play brought the inning to a close. 3-0 misses low. And Markham deals her first walk of the day and does so on four pitches. Murphy reaches for the first time. Lara Simmons did so for the first time in that third inning. Also struck out in the first. Markham with four strikeouts today. Two in the first inning, two in that fourth inning. Got one to finish the inning. Winds and deals the first pitch of this at bat. Squaring to bunt is Simmons. Does drop one straight to Markham. Throw to first in time. But Murphy advances on the sacrifice. As we have one away for Lily Brody. Brody, the lone hit for Barron County in the regular season matchup between these two teams. A 2-0 win for Warren East on April 19th. Had the first of seven hits today for Barron County. 
That came in the first inning. Also, again, had that line out to short in the third. Has a runner at second in Murphy. One away here in the top of the fifth. First pitch, a change. Looked good, but they'll say it missed just low. Maybe a bit inside. One ball, no strikes to count. Now to Brody. On deck is Alyssa Curtis. Barron County trailing it 5-2 to, to Warren East. Winner goes on to play tomorrow for a region championship. Loser sees their season come to an end. 1-0, grounded right side. Up with it at second is Jones. Makes the play. Murphy does move over to third. So two productive at-bats in a row for Barron County, but two outs as well. And with two away, and Murphy standing 60 feet away, Alyssa Curtis will step in. 0 for 2 on the day, two strikeouts. One of just two Trojanets up to this point that have yet to reach. The only one that's had two at-bats that has not reached base. First pitch pops straight back into the screen and foul for strike one. Curtis leads the Trojanets in home runs this year with nine. Largely in part due to that, leads the team in RBI with 37 as well. Second in doubles, too, with nine. As the 0-1 misses up high for ball one. Curtis was 0 for 3 with three strikeouts in the regular season matchup between these two teams. One of nine for Markham on April 19th as she brings the change up. Curtis frozen as most batters are. And the count is one ball, two strikes. I have yet to see a batter know what to do when Markham brings that off speed. Just such a change from her normal pace. One ball, two strikes. Markham winds, deals, rise ball, chased. And the side is retired. Curtis struck out three times against Markham in the regular season and has done so again today. Emma able to strand Murphy at third after she started the inning by drawing a walk as we head into the bottom of the fifth. Still, Warnies leads it 5-2 to two over Barron County. You're listening to Warnies Softball at the fourth region tournament presented by J. Allen Builders on ESPN Radio 102.7 and on the ESPN 1027 app. Bottom of the fifth at WKU. Warney's still holding on to a 5-2 lead over Barron County here at the fourth region softball tournament. A good spot to start things in the lineup in the two spot Haley Brazzle lead things off. And as we get things underway from a broadcast perspective, she's got a 2-0 count. Brody just missed outside. Haley one for two today, scored after singling in the first, then flew out in the second, 2-0 across the plate for strike one. Brody gave up six hits, five runs, all earned in that first inning. Since then, and if you tack on the inning ending out of Lucy Patterson on as well, she has retired ten straight batters. 2-1, Brazel squared the bunt, then immediately pulled it back. It was straight across the plate. And Brody has it in for strike two. Monty Forster, Emma Young do up next for Warren East. Two balls, two strikes. Pitch low and inside. And the count runs full to Brazel. Brody has only struck out one today. That was Emma Markham to start the fourth inning. But hasn't walked a batter. Again, ten straight outs coming into this at bat. Ball grounded right side. 
Simmons has it at second. She's been busy today. Makes the play for the first out of the bottom of the fifth. Monty Forrester steps in, grounded out to Simmons in the second inning. Doubled home the first run of the game in the first inning. The freshman appeared as a seventh grader in the first game of the fourth region tournament for Warnies back in 2019 against Russell County. First pitch is in for a called strike one. Warnies seeking their third straight trip to the state tournament. State runners up in 2018 and 2019. Of course, the winner of each region advances to the state tournament. As Forrester holds back on a check swing on the 0-1. Counts even at one apiece. This year, the winner of the fourth region will advance to take on the second region winner, Henderson County. In the opening round of state, the semi-state round. The matchup will take place on June 12th. Warren East beat Henderson County 2-1 on May 1st in South Warren, who will play Logan County. Later today in the other semifinal, also has a win over Henderson County, one to nothing, coming on May 15th. Two balls, one strike, now the count to Forrester. Brody winds, delivers, big swing, but she was over it and tipped it straight down for strike two. Henderson County, number 29 in the state RPI. South Warren, the top team by RPI in the state. Warren East, number 33, Barron County, number 20. This is game number 19 this year for Warren East against the top 50 of the RPI as the 2-2 is a beautiful off-speed from Brody. Forrester has no chance, just has to stare at it all the way, very similarly to what we see on the changeup from Markham. It's in for a called strike three, and with two away, nobody on. Emma Young steps in, looking to reach for the first time today, 0-2 with a flyout and a ground out. First pitch from Brody up high for ball one. As I mentioned, Warren East, 18 games against the RPI Top 50. 8-10 and 10 in those 18. They played the 19th toughest schedule in the state by opponent win percentage. Second in the region behind Greenwood. As the 1-0 lace left side, but Murphy just has to trek a couple of steps to her right to make the play. Stabs the glove out and snatches it out of the air. Warren East has seen 13 straight retired. But as we head into the sixth, the Lady Raiders lead it 5-2 over Barron County in the semifinals of the fourth region softball tournament presented by Jay Allen Builders on ESPN Radio 102.7 and on the ESPN 102.7 app. 5-6-7 will start things off in the lineup for Barron County here in the top of the sixth. And this is where... The Trojanettes have done most of their damage today. Five of their seven hits coming from the five spot and down in the order. They've out-hit Warney 7-6, but trail it 5-2. As the first pitch to Cora Bogue leading things off here in the sixth is fouled back for strike one. Bogue singled and would eventually score on a wild play in the fourth inning off a single from Mary Schalk into left field. It was a diving effort from Emma Young. Couldn't reel it in, then tried to throw it into second. To hold shock at first is on a check swing. This ball is hit into foul territory by Bogue. Simmons goes to grab it, and we have one away. On that play, Young tried to throw it into second. It got away from Jones, who was coming in to cover second base. Went all the way into the right field grass. That was the first error of that play. Autumn Simmons from first was able to chase it down and throw home in time to hold up Mia Long, who was running for Bogue. 
between home and third. She threw it home to Stringfield, and while Long was caught up in a rundown, Stringfield then misfired on a throw to third. It sailed into left field, went all the way back to the wall in foul territory. Both Long would come across and Mary Schalk standing on deck would score as well. Those two runs, the only ones for Barron County today. They trail it 5-2 to two to Warren East. Allie Anderson has an 0-1 count. She's 1-2 for two today, singled in the second, flew out in the fourth as the 0-1 gets away from Markham, just lost her grip on the follow-through. Anderson caught on the thigh with that change-up. As Emma kind of shrugs as she's walking back, almost as if to say, I don't really know what happened there. As slow as it was thrown, certainly no intent of any kind. Anderson takes her base at first. It's the second free base runner given away by Markham. Also walked to batter in the fifth as the aforementioned Shock steps in. One for two today with that run scored. First pitch just missed it. Tipped it back into the screen for strike one. We're discussing Warney's strength of schedule to end that fifth inning, 8-10 and ten against the RPI Top 50. Their best win by the RPI came against Barron County, the 20th-ranked Trojanettes. And as you look at those strength of schedule numbers, perhaps that's the biggest advantage Warren East has when it comes to this fourth region tournament with all the top 50 teams they've played as the 0-1 is tipped straight down for strike two. Barron County, while 18-4 against region foes, much better than Warren East's 11-6 mark. They've only played six games against the RPI top 50, just one in six against those top 50 teams. Have played the sixth toughest schedule by opponent win percentage in the region. Only win against an RPI top 50 team came against number seven, Bethlehem. Also, that was only Barron County's third game of the season. 0-2 up high, one ball, two strikes. Now the count to Shock. A big reason Warren East has played so many top 50 teams is because of how good their district has been. The 14th district is the only district in the state of Kentucky with three teams in the top 35 of the state RPI of Warren East, South Warren, and Greenwood, those three teams, as the one-two chased up high by Shock. She goes down, swinging sixth strikeout of the day for Markham, and we have two away here in the top of the sixth. Eva Bogue due up now, a couple of singles. One coming in the second, one coming in the fourth. Has been stranded both times she's been able to reach. As Allie Anderson standing at first now with two away here in the top of the sixth. Warren East leading it over Barron County, 5-2. to two. Markham deals the first pitch low for ball one. This is the 13th meeting between these two teams. While Philip McKinney has been at Warren East, took over in 2010 as the one who was fouled back for strike one, Coach McKinney, 7-5. The previous 12, 5-0. It gets now Barron County head coach Dale Murphy. But as you go back in the long-term history, Coach McKinney started 0-3 before getting his first win in 2012, a 3-2 win in eight innings at Warren East. As the 1-1 from Markham is in the dirt for ball two. Before Warren East fell to Allen County, Scottsville on May 10th. The Lady Raiders had won 15 straight against teams out of the 15th district. Barron County, the 15th district champions this year, knocking off ACS in the district title game 11-6. 2-1 on its way from Markham, flown to right. Heimer coming in under it, calls off the second baseman Jones and makes the play. Barron County puts one on in the sixth, but Anderson, who was hit by a pitch 
is stranded. We head into the home half of the sixth inning. Warnie's leading it 5-2 over Barron County here in the semifinals of the fourth region softball tournament presented by J. Allen Builders on ESPN Radio 102.7 and on the ESPN 1027 app. As we get the bottom of the sixth underway, we'll get a pinch hitter to start things off for Warren East. The Lady Raiders of Warren East leading it 5-2 over Barron County here at the fourth region softball tournament, but switching things up as we enter this home half of the sixth due to the fact that 13 straight Lady Raiders have been retired since they tacked on five runs on six hits in the first inning. Lily Brody, the pitcher for Barron County, has lived up to the title of all season, second team member here in the fourth region, Emma Markham, her counterpart in the circle, also on that second team. Markham has given up seven hits, the two runs on the scoreboard unearned to her credit. All five that Warren East have scored were earned to the credit of Brody, but to her credit, continuing that trend, has been excellent over the last four innings. She'll face Riley Jones. Filling in for Addison Lee in the five spot in the lineup. Fouls off the first pitch for strike one. Eighth trip up the plate for Jones this season. Two hits in the previous seven with an RBI. Has seen plenty of action as a runner. Eight runs scored, and she's got hit number three of the season. Sends this one right back up the middle. The change in the lineup from Coach McKinney works. Warren East has a leadoff runner in Jones to start the bottom of the sixth. And now Jones, who came in to hit, will then swap spots with Addison Lee, who she hit for in the order, of course. In high school softball, you can come out of the game and re-enter one time. So Lee goes ahead and takes Jones' spot at first after the leadoff single, and we'll see another pinch hitter here for the Warren East Lady Raiders. In the spot of Madison Heimer, who was one for two, on the day, we will see Allie Matlock. First pitch to her, popped up right side. It's going to drift into foul territory, and it's chased down by Caitlin Deckard for the first out of the inning. It's only the 17th trip up on the season for Matlock. And to continue this trend, how about this? From Coach McKinney, nobody's going to question him, of course, when you've won 13 of 15 games at the fourth region tournament. He'll make it three straight pinch hitters to start the inning as Jaylee Childers is hitting. In the spot of Lydia Jones, again, everybody being hit for can then re-enter into the field and into the lineup. Swings and misses at the first pitch for strike one. Second pitch, line left side, initially dropped by the third baseman, Shock at cost Baron County. A shot at the double play, but on the fielder's choice, Lee, who was back in to run, is thrown out on the force at second. So we now have two away. Lydia Jones will come back in to run at first base for Childers. And yes, we will get pinch hitter number four to start the inning. Riley Carter this time stepping up to the plate. This in the eighth spot of the lineup, which was occupied by Emma Markham. Carter, one of the seven freshmen on this Warren East roster. Harley Stringfield 
is due up next, so that would be back to the regular order. But again, four straight pinch hitters to start this bottom half of the sixth inning. First pitch of this at bat, fouled off for strike one. They've come out swinging. Carter, much more experience at the plate than your normal pinch hitter. This is their 82nd at bat this year, appearing in their 34th game. 23 hits, a 284 average on the year. 12 RBI, has one of Warney's nine home runs. 0-1 is looked at on the outside corner. It was a good frame job from the catcher, Cora Bogue, as well. And the count is no ball, two strikes from Brody. Two away, runner at first is Lydia Jones. This pitch outside, good eye from Carter. The count is 1-2. Warney up 5-2, all five coming in the first inning. Before that leadoff single from Riley Jones, it had 13 straight batters retired. This ball hit back up the middle, making her way over from short to Naggett is Murphy. She steps on second base for the force, and the side is retired. So Warren East at least breaks up the batter's retired streak, but can't add to their lead as we head into the top of the seventh, though, just three outs away from advancing to a fourth consecutive fourth region championship game. They lead it 5-2 after six over Barron County. You're listening to Warney Softball presented by J. Allen Builders on ESPN Radio 102.7 and on the ESPN 102.7 app. The Warney Lady Raiders are three outs away from punching their ticket to a fourth consecutive Region 4 championship game. They lead it 5-2 as we get the seventh inning underway. It's the Barron County Trojanettes. Barron County 9-1-2 to start the inning. Ashley Hammer. Up for the second time tonight, pinch it for Kinley Settle in the second inning. Flew out to third base in that first trip up and looks at a first pitch strike from Emma Markham. Markham has given up seven hits, two runs, both of them unearned to her credit. As the 0-1, a check swing, I believe Hammer laid off. She did. And the count is evened up at one apiece to Hammer. 6 strikeouts on the day for Markham. 332 in the spectacular 2021 season. 1-1 one, one count to Hammer. Markham winds, deals. Left side. Brazel can't field it cleanly off a hop, tripping over first base and safe is Hammer. I believe that will be ruled an error. It is third of the day for Warren East. The first two came in a bang-bang play. And the fourth that gave Barron County both of their runs. And now they've got a runner at first to start this seventh inning with the top of the order due up to bat. Hammer will come out. Katie Elmore will come in to run at first. Katie Murphy is due up at the top of the Barron County lineup. 0 for 2 on the day. Drew a walk to reach for the first time in the fifth. Would reach third base, but was stranded there. The dueling chance coming from the crowd. The Warney section winning the battle at the moment. Great contingent from both sides. Fans on nearly every level of the parking structure overlooking left field. What an atmosphere here at WKU. And now an umpire asked the Warney's players to back up from the dugout. They were reaching out with their chance. And... Looks like a water bottle ended up on the field, and now they'll make their way back out. And dug out loud and proud. See a cowboy hat over there. 
on the head of Riley Carter. And Mamorkum has one as well, but she's out here trying to finish the job and off to a good start in this at bat against Murphy. Breaking ball called strike one. Emma looking for win number 22 on the season, or 21, ranked tied for 10th in the state of Kentucky. 0-1, fouled straight back in the count, so two to Murphy. The freshman played as a seventh grader in Barron County's first round loss to Franklin Simpson, an upset in the 2019 fourth region tournament. Barron County came in 30 plus wins on the season. 15th district champs. As the 0-2 for Markham up high but for the rise. Murphy doesn't give chase. The count's 1-2. Warney seeking their fourth straight trip to the title game. Barron County looking to advance to the fourth region championship for the first time since 2010. For Philip McKinney, it would be his fifth trip overall to the championship game and six tries here at the fourth region tournament. Murphy popped up. Shallow right field. Heimer calls off Jones and makes the catch for the first down of the inning. Lara Simmons due up now. First team all season team selection out of the fourth region. Only first teamer on this Barron County roster. Lily Brody, the only second teamer. Due up next on deck. One away, one on. East up by three here in the top of the seventh. Now two outs away. From appearing in the region championship game scheduled to be played tomorrow here at WKU. First pitch misses low from Markham for ball one. Coach McKinney looking to move to 14-2 and two in his career here at the fourth region tournament. This will be his eighth consecutive win. The Lady Raiders back-to-back -back region champions in 18 and 19. 1-0 hangs up high. Two balls, no strikes. Now the count to Simmons. One for two officially on the day. Struck out in the first, singled in the third. Had a sacrifice in the fifth. 454 hitter on the season coming into today. 2-0, fouled back. 2-1 the count. Emotions high on both sides. Four seniors on each team that don't want to see their careers come to a close. 2-1, Markham deals. Rise ball chased for strike two. One ball, or excuse me, two balls, two strikes, one away. Markham. Wines, deals up high, and the count runs full. Now to Simmons. Now she's only drawn one walk this season, has only struck out nine times. Three balls, two strikes. Biggest pitch of the game so far upcoming. And time called. Simmons will step out to compose herself. Back in, Markham working quickly. Gets her grip, lets it rip. And there are two away as Simmons goes down swinging. Seventh strikeout of the day for Markham. 
Moranis can feel it. One out away from another trip to the region championship game. Potentially another date with South Warren. The Spartans will have to get through Logan County in the second game of the day here at WKU. And it's Lily Brody that stands between Warren East and that title game trip. She's got a runner at first with two away. First pitch change up that hangs up high for ball one. Brody one for three today, singled in the first, lined out in the third, grounded out in the fifth. one -oh from Markham. Change up again. That time brought it down into the zone. Strike one looking, evens up the count at one apiece. Markham still working at her own pace. 1-1, one -one. left side of the infield. Brazel throw to second. Jones didn't get there in time to cover. Everyone is safe. I don't think Jones thought that throw was going to come to second. I believe she thought Brazel was going to throw to first. So Brody able to reach safely. Addison Smith will come in to run for her. And now Barron County has the tying run at the plate. And they have it in their most powerful bat, Alyssa Curtis. Nine home runs this year. They've got 33 as a team. That's top 15 in the state. One swing of the bat could tie this game up. One swing of the bat could end it in favor of Warren East. First pitch, change up. Low, ball one. Curtis, a 371 hitter. Again, those nine home runs, but she struck out three times today. She's faced Emma Markham six times this season, has struck out all six times up. 1-0, low again, may have been a tad inside as well. Two balls, no strikes. Imagine if your coach McKinney and Emma Markham, as much success as Markham has had against Curtis, you still gotta be careful in this situation. 2-0, fastball across the plate for strike one. Two balls, one strike, now the count. If Curtis can reach, Cora Bogue waits on deck. Warren East leading it 5-2. Barron County, though, with two on, with two away here in the top of the seventh. Markham delivers the 2-1, popped up foul. Over the screen and over the Barron County dugout down the right side, and Barron County down to their final strike. Two balls, two strikes, two outs. They have two on with the tying run at the plate in Curtis. Can Markham seal the deal and punch the ticket to the fourth region title game? Has her sign. 2-2 on its way to Curtis. Fouled into the screen. The back-to-back -back region champs on the verge of a chance to make it a three-peat. State runners up in 18 and 19. Does the journey continue? 2-2, rise ball, but Curtis holds back. And the count has run full. What an atmosphere, what a scene. Here at the fourth region tournament, first game of the day. Markham back in quickly, 3-2. Payoff on its way to Curtis, lined in the left and down. One run will score. Murphy waving home another, two in, and it's a one-run ball game. 
Stand-up two-run double from Alyssa Curtis. Brings the Barron County faithful to life and for a moment puts the pressure on the Lady Raiders of Warren East. Katie Elmore into pinch run scores. Addison Smith was running for the pitcher. Brody, she comes across as well. Standing at second is the first baseman, Curtis. Two away, she is the tying run. As it looked like Barron County was going to try to bring in a runner. Now they do, although some confusion. As it will be number four, Riley Reed, that comes in to run. It looked like they were going to try to bring Addison Smith back in, although she had just scored the run. And now with the game on the line, Barron County, a runner standing at second. They need one to tie, two to take the lead. It will be Cora Bogue, the junior catcher, stepping in. One for three on the day, singled. And then with Mia Lard in to run for her. Would be halfway responsible for a run that would score. If she reaches here, you assume Long would come in to run once again. Warren East would like to finish this game here. One out away still from going to the region championship game, but now the tying run stands at second in Reed. Markham recomposes herself in the circle. First pitch of this at bat, up and outside for ball one. Those two runs, the first two earned for Markham, and again, you go back to that fourth inning where Warren East gave up two runs on a play that had two errors. 1-0, change up in there, had a little movement right to left across the plate as well, and the count's even up at one apiece. Markham had 21 outs as a pitcher at the region tournament coming into today. All 21 had been by strikeout. She's got seven Ks in this one. 1-1, one, one. swung on and missed. And again, Barron County down to their final strike. Markham struck out Lara Simmons for the second out of this seventh inning. Can she give Warnies win number 25 and another trip to the region title game? 1-2, popped her up. It's in foul territory. Simmons under it near first, and that does it. Warren East will go to the fourth region championship game for a fourth consecutive year. Five to four. The final score they take it over Barron County. Moving to 25-13-1 on the season. And the Trojanettes of Barron County, the 15th district champions, see another great season come to a close. 26-8 their final record. Warren East will advance to take on the winner of Logan County South Warren. The championship game scheduled to take place tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. That is weather pending, of course, as these two games today were set to take place yesterday before the rain had a different plan. But boy, oh boy, what a day it was here today at the WKU Softball Complex as Warren East defeats Barron County 5-4 to, to advance to the fourth region tournament championship game for the fifth time in the career 
of head coach Philip McKinney. We'll step away when we come back. Your post-game show brought to you by Oak Tree Awards and Recognition, hoping to have our usual post-game chat with Warren East head coach Philip McKinney in that as well. By the way, that final inning was brought to you by First Step Prosthetics and Orthotics. What a final inning it was. Barry County brings it within a run. Warren East able to close it out 5-4, to four, your final score. And with that being said, how about we get the post-game show started a little bit early as Coach McKinney, perhaps the quickest he's ever done it, at least when I've been up in a press box this year. <laughs> up here to chat with us, your coach's comments brought to you by Rafferty's. Great food, makes a great party. Coach, I want to go through this game sequentially or in chronological order because Don't it was use big words like such that for me. Well, well, how about start to finish? Does that simplify yeah, okay, for you? Yeah, okay, that sounds good. It was such an interesting game because your girls come out, put out five runs in the first inning. It was a crazy first inning. If I had told you that there was an inning where you hit a round and Lucy Patterson had Made two both of outs. the three outs <laughs> that you'd score five runs and have six hits, you'd tell me I'm crazy. You yeah. probably would anyway. But what a first inning that was, Coach. The girls came out swinging really well and were aggressive all game long, just didn't have the same success as the game went on with the bat. Well, you got to give credit to uh, Barron County. They made adjustments they did. on their pitch calling, and we didn't make adjustments up at the plate. And I talked to them in the second and third inning. I said, if y'all think you're going to get something fast early in the count, you're crazy. Yeah. And, you know, not that I know everything, but I've, <laughs> I've seen a little bit. And, you know, we, we chased, and, uh, uh, and and they did a good job throwing the change up over the plate, and, and we missed hit some balls and swung and missed or, and whatever. And all of a sudden, you know, we got a bunch of zeros up there after the first inning. 13 straight were retired in that stretch from Patterson's last out in the first until you finally get a hit. I love what you did there, the last trip up with the bats. Four straight pinch hitters to try to get some life. But I do want to go back to that fourth inning, the two runs that Barron County scored, one of the craziest plays see two errors in one play. I guess walk me through what you saw kind of transpire as all of that on, went down. Are we still on the air? We are still on the air. So in the simplest way, in the we cleanest just, We don't go make a play in the outfield. We should have made the play in the outfield. We don't get a good jump on the ball. Uh, and then we misread where to throw it. Uh, one of our players said two. There was no reason to throw it two. Just nice and easy. We throw it away. Um, That's Autumn. Autumn, Autumn made a really good – you know, Yeah, threw it right here. We got a throw behind and – Harley's got a cannon, but she didn't. We didn't need a cannon <laughs> oh, right there, and she threw she about 86 <laughs> miles per hour from about oh 45 feet away. But Send you know, it all it, the way back to the wall. In yeah, territory. yeah. I mean, it. You know, but that's that's high school sports. Sometimes mm -hmm. that's youth sports. You know, you, you think they're. Uh, you know, all these kids are going to be just you know perfect like major leagues and mm -hmm. major league and college. They're they're not perfect either, and that was you know youth sports right there, and and uh, we're fortunate enough to. Uh, uh, to not give up any more after that. Yeah, well, and then came that seventh inning, and what a dramatic seventh inning it was. <laughs> Barron County wasn't going to go down easy. They got a little bit of momentum going. They get the infield single from Brody to give them a little bit of life with two outs, and then... Again, another another play we didn't make. We yeah. didn't get to second in time, and I don't know if Lydia thought, you know, Haley was going to go on to first, I, but there's two outs. That's what I said happened. I but, thought but, it looked like she thought Brazel was going to do that. But here's what the young kids have to learn. Don't assume anything. Yep. Go as hard as you can and be there in case they need you. And I guarantee she learned a big lesson right there. Didn't cost us a, a, a win, but she learned a big lesson right there, and she'll be just fine. Well, somebody that I think learned a big lesson too was Emma Markham because she gives up the two-run double. And, again, coming into today, we, we talked about it post-game Saturday. She's had no trouble in her career at the fourth region tournament. And she's pitched 
for sure. a long time. But right. how important do you think it was for her, not just as it relates to this tournament, but looking ahead in the future to seal the deal? And obviously it wasn't exactly how she'd like to, but to get the win and close yeah, things out. Yeah, I mean, you know, and they battled all the way to the, the very end, and that's what we knew you know, they were going to do. I thought she did an excellent job from the very first batter of the game, Katie Murphy, mm-hmm. till the very end getting ahead on a first pitch changeup. Yes. I mean that that changeup was there all day. It, it, it was, and, uh, and and we continue to go with it just to get a strike. I mean, you know, if you walk up there and they go, all right, every hitter's going to have a strike on him. Would you take it? Well, yeah, and and they kept taking the changeup like you're like you're supposed to do for a while, and and she kept throwing it for a strike. So now that kind of changes the mindset of, of the hitter. But we we knew they were going to continue to battle and continue to battle. They were in a good spot in their lineup with the top of their lineup, and they got some girls that can swing it. Well. You get another trip to the fourth region championship game, four straight for you, of course, the year in between in 2020. And who knows what would have happened if that team got a crack at going out and trying to compete in the fourth region tournament. Don't know for sure, again, who the opponent is going to be. Could be a fourth straight matchup with South Warren. But as you look back now, as crazy as it is, again, the timing is off this year from what it would normally be in terms of when the region tournament is taking place, everything that could have been, would have been, should have been in 2020. How does it feel looking back and seeing now that you have made it to another fourth region championship game, especially with the ups and downs of this season? Well, there's a lot of things that, that, that we did throughout this year with a, a bunch of young, a, a young roster. Um, you know, we, we tried to get some people some at-bats, and, and, and a lot of people didn't understand what we were doing. A lot of people didn't like what we were doing throughout the year. Uh, you know, we, we would let somebody, you know, play a few games in a row and, and see some at-bats, and, and then we were pulling people out of, the, out of the lineup and putting them back in, and we were dropping and moving. And, you know, on a given night, this was this was normal throughout the year. <laughs> yes. You know, and you've called, called a few of our games. Mm-hmm. We'll play 14, 15 kids, yep. and I don't mean just cursey running. I'm talking about playing 14, 15 different kids, trying to get the best lineup that we can get going into the postseason. You know, I had mentioned this during the pitch hitter sixth inning as Riley Carter stood up to bat, and you you think of all these pinch hitters. Well, she's coming in as the pinch hitter, and that was her 82nd at bat of the year. So that just shows how many of these girls have rotated in and out. You think about what Lydia Jones and Shelby White have done at second base this year, rotating in and out. Addison Lee started the year, wasn't hitting at all, but it right. played in the field and now has been. Well, she went in the lineup. Yeah. Until uh, spring break. Yeah. And we see Emma Young, who started the year at third. She's moved all over. The she's first played first, left. right, center, yep. left, just about every place on the field. Piece it all together, and here we are, another trip to the region championship game. Hopefully, tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, we'll see what Mother Nature <laughs> has to say about that. But, Coach, again, as always, appreciate you taking the time to come up here and. Looking forward to chatting with you well, we, tomorrow about some championship softball. We appreciate you, uh, you and, and ESPN Radio, uh, you know, calling our games. I mean, it's it's a it's a big deal for uh, for any school to have a radio broadcast, and and you know the girls, and you know, and you talk to them a little bit and, and cut up with them, and um, you know, but but especially uh, at Warren East, we we really appreciate everything you do. One thing I want to ask you about before I let you go, Coach. I know you're probably mad at me. that I bring one more thing up after I thank you. But I think it's important we talk about this because I wanted to talk about it on Sunday once we knew um, exactly what it was going to look like, but obviously didn't get the chance. But the Warren East baseball team, uh, what a year that they had under West Sanford. They make it to the region tournament, fell in an extra innings game at Franklin Simpson, 2-1 to at their place in the first round. They finished the season 23-15 and overall. They had the fourth-best RPI in the region for whatever 
that matters. But, uh, again, we don't get to cover them as much as we're doing the radio for the softball games. But they make it to the region for the first time since 2017. They've got a lot of young pieces they, coming back. Their roster, Coach Sanford's roster and our roster, is pretty much the – uh, the same, mm -hmm. uh, just a few seniors, maybe you know, you know, sprinkle in a few juniors, sophomores, and and, and he, he's heavy on sophomores yes. and, and freshmen, like we're heavy. Doesn't on, have on seven freshmen, freshmen like we've got. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so proud of, uh, of of what they've accomplished. I, like I said, I know there's a heartbreaker. They were playing while we were playing Cumberland County, um, but you know, for those guys to to get the number two seed. And then not only get the number two seed in the district, step up as the number two seed team, yes. and get the win over South in their season and move on. That that was a really big deal. So uh, definitely for the uh, for the baseball team, uh, definitely is going to be exciting the next three to four years. Well, it's going to be an exciting day tomorrow. Whatever day we end up getting a championship matchup, whoever it's against, Warren East again advancing to a fourth straight. Coach, appreciate you stopping by and good luck whoever it is against. Although I don't. I don't think you need me telling you. <laughs> Good luck after a win like this. We need everything we can get. <laughs> appreciate you, Tom. I appreciate it, Coach. We'll talk to you soon. That is your coach's comments brought to you as they have been all season long by Rafferty's. Great food makes a great party with Rafferty's. We'll step away and, well, we'll continue your post-game show brought to you by Oak Tree Awards and Recognition. Again, your final score here this evening. Mooring East taking it in the semifinals of the 4th Region Softball Tournament over Barron County, 5-4 to four to advance to tomorrow's scheduled championship game. You're listening to Warney Softball, presented by J. Allen Builders on ESPN Radio 102.7 and on the ESPN 102.7 app. Wrapping things up from WKU, the WKU Softball Complex at the bottom of the hill where Warren East winning in the first semifinal matchup of the 4th Region Softball Tournament over Barron County, 5-4. The final score, Warren East picking up win number 25 of the season, now 25-13-1 overall. The Barron County Trojanettes, the champions of the 15th district, see their season come to an end at 26-8, unable to advance to their first fourth region championship game since 2010. Meanwhile, Warren East goes to their fourth consecutive fourth region title game. They won the title in 2018 and 2019, lost in 2017, all three of those prior matchups came against the South Warren Spartans, who are in action up next. They'll be taking on Logan County, second game of the day here at WKU. Unfortunately, won't have the broadcast for you, but we will have the broadcast of the championship game, whoever advances to take on Warren East. That game's scheduled to take place tomorrow at 7 o'clock. We will see what the weather has to say about that. So as we take a look back at this one, Warren East scoring all five of their runs off of six hits in the first inning, but only have one hit after that point, that coming in the sixth from Riley Jones in a pitch hit situation. Haley Brazel had the first hit of the day, would then score on an RBI double from Madi Forrester. Addie Lee would follow that up with an RBI single after Emma Young popped out. She would score. Madison Heimer singled and scored. Lydia Jones singled a score as well in the inning. Emma Markham had an RBI hit by pitch with the bases loaded to bring home run number three. And then it was Harley Stringfield who delivered what would be the deciding runs on a two-run single out of the nine spot in the order. And, well, if you just heard our conversation with head coach Philip McKinney, we were chuckling a bit about the error that Stringfield had that allowed two runs to score for Barron County in the fourth inning. But looking back, two-run hit in the bottom of the first. Again, the deciding runs in this one for Warren East, and because of that, the senior Harley Stringfield is your player of the game, brought to you by Oak Tree Awards and Recognition. More than just trophies, call Damon Tabor or Tyler Wright on Morgantown Road. Harley Stringfield, your Lady Raider 
of the game in this one. And Mamarkham, player of the game from Saturday, goes the distance, a complete game for Warren East in this one, striking out seven. Gave up the four runs on the scoreboard, but only two of them earned. Those two earned runs coming off a two-run double from Alyssa Curtis with two away in the top of the seventh. Made it a one-run game. Riley Reed running for her, stood at second as the tying run, but Cora Bogue would fly out into foul territory. The freshman first baseman, Autumn Simmons, would make the play to close things out. As Coach McKinney moved to 14-2 at the fourth region tournament in his time at Warren East in his 11th season, 12th year as head coach, got the gig here in 2010. Now 261 career wins as head coach of the Lady Raiders. One more time, your final score here tonight, Warren East 5, Barron County 4 in the semifinals of the 4th Region Softball Tournament. So for our producer, Casey Warner, doing a fantastic job as always back in the studio, I'm Tyler Eaton. Really appreciate you joining us for this 4th Region Softball Tournament matchup between Warren East and Barron County. We will see you hopefully tomorrow for a 4th Region Softball Championship game featuring the Warren East Lady Raiders. Scheduled first pitch at 7 o'clock. Our broadcast to begin at 6.45. But until then, again, thank you for joining us for another presentation of Warney Softball brought to you by J. Allen Builders on ESPN Radio 102.7 and on the ESPN 1027 app.